for two Kickers are extra, I give them the boo Ooh, going for two Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew Ooh, now I'm reclining While putting my time and I'm ready to go My spine is aligning And much my my lineups, my bank account grows I am so rich But knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with Ooh, listen to this Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh, DFS Dynasty Reader Tonight I'm not finishing last I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep, even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping. And this spot is popping, yeah, this spot is popping. And this is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms, yeah. Sound the alarm, yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 333 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. We are live here on the Going For Two Live podcast network every Wednesday night on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And we're also streaming now on Kick.com. If you're on Kick.com, go check us out. We're there as well. Of course, syndicated in all major podcast networks. Uh, Mr. Ryan Searfoss, unfortunately, or fortunately for him, I guess, he's going on vacation. He's headed to the beach, uh, but he couldn't make the show tonight. So uh, filling in for Ryan tonight is my co-host from the daily uh, Armchair Fancy Show for the season, uh, Mr. Gerson Aguirre, who also does the Going For Two Live morning show as well. You could follow him at FantasyGDFS. What's up, Gerson? How you guys doing? How you guys doing? Hey, Ryan. No hard feelings, but... Uh, have fun on vacation, but I'm glad I, ha- I I'm taking over, man. I'll try to do my best impression of you, but I'm telling you right now, it's kind of hard to do your impression because it, it's just it's just Ryan, you know. It's just, I just got to be like, um, to wait, yeah. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> much love, Jeff. Much love, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Uh, he he did a great impression of you pre-show. He showed up and hadn't looked at the show sheet yet, so oh, I was like, <laughs> right on point, right on right on point with Ryan. All right, also joining us tonight, uh, two other guys that are also part of Going For Two. Uh, first up, we got Josh. He's a writer and ranker for Going For Two uh, and co-host of the Dynasty Saturday Night Five show right here on the Going For Two Live podcast network, and you can follow him on Twitter at Rotonot. What's up, Josh? How are y'all? I'm happy to be back on here for the second time. This was actually my first ever live show. That's right. So I remember that. I'm happy to be back. It's been about a, about a year, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty close. Good deal. All right, and next up, uh, we have one of our newer members of the Going For Two. It's uh, Mr. Chu Russell. He's a writer for Going For Two. He's also the host of his own podcast called the Father Dynasty Podcast. Uh, And you can follow him on Twitter at Father Dynasty. What's up, Chu? What's up, Jeff? Looking forward to talking about the South. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting tonight. It's 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 gonna get ugly in that uh, those those two division mocks there. When I was writing these players down, I'm like, man, you get about seven, eight deep, and then you're getting really ugly all of a sudden. <laughs> uh, look, uh, Ryan's in the chat here, Gerson. <laughs> Downgraded the looks of the co-host. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, real quick, guys, give us a quick rundown of what y'all do in the in the fancy space and and how how you got into this and and just kind of what you're working on. We'll go to you first, Josh. Yeah, so I hopped on with Going For Two about, honestly, a little over a year ago, probably a year and a half. I started writing articles, started with like 100 Twitter followers, and things have really actually taken off. Uh, so I'm always appreciative of Jeff. Happy to be here. Uh, catch me and Brian out on Saturdays on the Saturday Night Live. Yeah, good stuff. Chew, what you got going on, man? Say uh, 
Oh, oh I thought uh, you said the Z. My bad. <laughs> oh, so it was actually uh, a couple weeks ago was the uh, second year anniversary of uh, the Father Dynasty podcast originating. So I kind of did it backwards. So I started my own podcast and then stumbled into, hey, I want to get into this this writing thing and that sort of thing. So Good lucky stuff. enough for Jeff to give me an opportunity to do that and do some Dynasty rankings. So uh, just keeping all that going. Absolutely. Good stuff. And Gerson, uh, you know, since you're you're new to the off-season shows here, give us a quick rundown of what you do uh, during the season. Uh, so yeah, I just do the DFS show on Friday with uh, Tim and, Je- and Jeff. And then on Sunday, um, well, last year we had uh, uh, Zach, uh, Je- Je- Jamie. Jamie, Jamie, and uh, the Dallas Cowboy fan. I have a really hard time remembering his name because he's just crazy. But he, he's a lot of fun. What's his name, Jeff? Remind I, me. I, I forget now, too, honestly. I know his Twitter handle, but I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, yeah. But he's awesome. He's actually very funny. But we have a good time, man. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jamie, man. This guy is just straight up so much fun to talk football with. Um, there's time we just talking. But, yeah, that's what I do with the Sunday show and then the DFS show. The DFS show is obviously the, the big thing for me. Absolutely. All right, guys, this is what we're going to do tonight. We're going to be doing uh, what I call I hate division previews because as a content consumer, I always hated division previews. And as content creators, we have to do them. Uh, I try to make them a little bit more fun by creating mock drafts out of the divisions to get get a little bit more interesting. Uh, So we'll do that tonight for the AFC and the NFC South divisions. Uh, But of course, we kick it off with the nonsense draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right, and because we don't have time to do our customary Forgotten Fancy Player at the end of the show, I decided to kind of combine the Nonsense Draft and the Forgotten Fancy Player into one sort of segment. So we're going to be drafting retired players uh, from the two divisions we're drafting tonight that we would want to bring back in their prime to have on our fantasy teams. This will be for a 1QB league. Uh, And Chu, you got the 101 here. So uh, who are you going with in the, the South divisions here? So for me, you know, the one QB obviously gave a bit of a wrinkle, but I have a hard time not picking Peyton Manning, you know, having the best fantasy season ever. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good choice there, because, yeah, I mean, even with the one QB, that's a that's a difference maker right there. Peyton Manning at the the one on one. I like it. Josh, you got the one on two here. Yeah, I'm going to show some love to the AFC South. And, and in honor of Scott Fishbowl and also Warrior Bowl drafting, really giving love to Bell Cow Backs. I'm going to go with Eddie George. Nice. He might not be the best person out there, but he's going to get you touches. And he's the only person that really was able to truck Ray Lewis and live to talk about it. So I'm going to go with Eddie George. Yeah, I love Eddie George. Great pick. I had him on my yep. list as well. <clears throat> All right, I'm up at the 103, and this guy has a special place in my heart because I took him uh, in the preseason. Uh, nobody knew who he was. I've been reading this. Oh, I already know. This is back in the day when they didn't have Roto World and all these other sites. And you had to literally go to the team page to read the notes for each individual team. And I would do that for every single team. I had a tab on my computer for all 32 teams. And I would just read all the notes on all the teams. And there was a guy that they were talking about uh, that could uh, win the starting job. Uh, he ended up winning the starting job and uh, just ran with it. Had a huge monster season, a couple of seasons, actually. And that's Mr. Arian Foster. Uh, for the Houston Texans, yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, took me to uh, two championships because I took him that year. Then I got him again in the, the following year, and he had another big season as well. So Arian Foster is my pick here at the 103. Gerson, you got the 104. I love that pick. Fun fact, Arian Foster was the first NFL jersey I owned. Mm. 
Um, so uh, I was going to pick Aaron Foster, but you sniped me. That's incredible. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Chris Johnson. Uh, Chris Johnson, I mean, I don't know if he's a fifth year retired. I'm pretty sure he is, though. Like, he hasn't CJ played in like. <laughs> but Chris Johnson, I mean, 2000 uh, yard season. Um, he was phenomenal. He was so much fun to watch. Like, every week you just knew that he might break that. I mean, every single, every single time you hear someone say, oh, he could break for an explosive run of 180 yards, everybody comes back and thinks that that's the next Chris Johnson, you know? Yeah. But. I love Chris Johnson. This is a tough. Both both divisions are tough. Both uh, AFC South, NFC South, kind of tough. But yeah, yeah, there are some tough. I, when I was looking, trying to think off the top of my head, I couldn't think of a lot. You know, then I went and looked up some stuff on internet to find some of the names. Like, oh yeah, I forgot he played over there. So um, yeah, good call. All right, Chew, back to you for your last pick in the draft. Who you got here at the one hundred and five? So. My head's telling me one thing, my heart's telling me another. So I got to go with Agent 89, Steve Smith. Uh, you know, aside from a Cooper Cup recently getting the triple crowns, Steve Smith was the last guy to do it before that. And that was him having a hell of a season. And, and also him finishing wide receiver one back to back with his teammate, Musa Muhammad, finishing in wide receiver one the next year, yeah. the year before that. So Steve Smith, that guy is an absolute dog on the field. So he's, that's my guy. Yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. He was definitely on my list as well. And he's one of those guys that weren't, highly thought of you know when they when he came into the league his first touch was a touchdown on a on a kickoff like he just took it to the house and then all of a sudden like oh who's this guy um yeah great pick there all right josh what you got for the 106 here you know funny enough you just sniped me i was gonna make that pick for him knowing he's a panthers fan because i hate the saints and i love the way he just bullied the saints dbs (laughs) and like you know scored a touchdown then like beat him up in a fight like i love that which is honestly a good segue into my pick. He, Cortland Finnegan was running his mouth. He ripped his helmet off and punched him in the face a few times. I'm going to go Andre Johnson. Nice. Like, he backs up He backs up what he talks, and he's a really good receiver. Absolutely oh, yeah. dominant one-on-one. So, I'm going to go Andre Johnson. Yeah. That's he's a- the greatest Texan player. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. I like that. I had him on my list as well. All right, I'm up at the, 10, the 107 here, and I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path here. I don't even know if y'all are going to remember this guy. And when I say his name, you'll probably remember him, but you won't remember how good he actually was because when I looked up his stats, I was like, really? Was he really that good? Uh, and I'm yeah. going to go with a running back. Um, I'm going to give you his numbers first, and then I'm going to give you his name. So this is his best season. He had 1,883 rushing yards with 15 touchdowns. Then he had... 50 receptions for another 367 yards and five more touchdowns. Can we take a guess? Let's go. See if you can guess it. I have two guesses. Uh, oh, I only get one, though. He's in the okay. NFC. Go, so, yeah, that's what, I'm going to give you that one hand. He's in the uh, NFC. NFC South? Yep, NFC I'm, South. I'll, I was going to guess Michael Turner, but the receptions might throw it off. But I'm going to go Michael Turner. I'm going to go with... D'Angelo Williams. That's a good guess right there. That is a good guess. That's a really good guess. That is the correct answer, yes. Once you said that, I was like, that sounds right. He had a ton of touchdowns that year, and I have a story about him. Um, I actually, that's the season that he had almost no touchdowns through like six games, and I I had drafted him, and I dropped him, right? And I picked somebody else up. Somebody else added him. Then he goes on a streak of like... Hundred yard games the rest of the season. I mean, he ended up with you know, I think eighteen touchdowns or whatever it was that I said, uh, fifteen touchdowns. And I played that guy in the championship game, 
and he had four touchdowns in the championship <laughs> game to beat me. So D'Angelo Williams Brutal. crushed me. Just crushed me. That's crazy. He had that great yeah, receiver. And Jonathan Stewart was probably there. He was still there. Hard. Yep. And double trouble. He started off wow. super slow. Like he only had two touchdowns through six games and he had no 100 yard games. And then he just balled out the rest of the season. Right after I dropped him, he balled out. Wow. Yeah. That's heartbreak when you still remember it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we all have those. Like, but yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Gersten, close this out here. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go, uh, obviously, I know he said it in the chat, but I, that was going to be my second pick. Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, the guy in, in this nowadays, a PPR league, I mean, the points he would score would be incredible. Um, he didn't get that many touchdowns. I mean, they were great, like decent. But, like, I mean, when you have Peyton Manning throwing them in the PPR league, I don't care if – if you're if you're a wide receiver that just falls down to the floor every single time you catch a ball, I don't care. That's one point for me. So yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. Senior, uh, that's right? definitely my pick. You want senior? But... Junior's still playing college. You want senior? <laughs> right? Oh, that guy! Oh my God, he <laughs> might. I'll take both. Oh, yeah, take guys, them both. <laughs> everybody, put your hands in the air. All right, everybody, relax a little bit. Marvin Harrison Jr. Please stay healthy. NFL draft next year, top three pick. Debbie, player, please. <laughs> Stay healthy. Good stuff. All right. So we're going to get into the AFC South first for our mock draft. And the way this works, uh, we're going to be doing from a super flex perspective. And we'll just go round robin. Uh, and we only can draft players from the AFC South. And I'm going to tell you right now, both these divisions are going to get ugly quick. Um, but we're going to do the best that we can here. And uh, Chu, you got the, the, the one-on-one in the AFC South here. What you got? It's Anthony Richardson. It should, it should be Trevor Lawrence, but it's not for me. So if, if I'm thinking long-term, if I'm thinking the upside of a guy like Anthony Richardson, I'm buying in. And if it blows up in my face, then we can all refer back to this video and we can laugh at me. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I, thought <laughs> I, don't, sure. think, I don't think anybody can laugh at you, man. <laughs> yeah, I was already highlighting Trevor Lawrence. Like, this is going to be the easiest pick of the night. But then you, went, you switched it up on me. I love it. All right, Josh, you got the 102 here. Yeah, I was ready to take Jonathan Taylor, but give me uh, Trevor Lawrence here with this one. Yeah, that's pretty much the no-brainer right there. No, I don't blame you for that last pick. It's definitely an upside pick and could definitely pay off. Absolutely. So I don't mind it. <laughs> All right, so I am up on the clock here, um, and there is not a quarterback that I want. So I'm going to look at the other positions here. And the guy that you mentioned, Jonathan Taylor, that's who I'm going with, JT. Had a bit of a down season last year, but I expect a bounce back. And, you know, he's in an offense that wants to run the ball and play good defense. So uh, I'll take JT here at the 103. Gerson, what you got? This isn't fair. I think the get, the host should be like last every single time. Well, I used, to do it. I used to do it that way. And then we, the transitions are easier if I if I don't go last, because then I feel like I'm introducing they, myself. They said the best for last this way, too. Like, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the best for last, it just like it dropped. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think this might be a little bit of a, I don't know. It's just there's a good wide receiver and there's two, two, a running back and a wide receiver. But I think I'm going to go with. I'm a in dynasty. I believe in wide receivers over running back. That's the way I play. I've always played like that. So I'm gonna go with Traylon Burks um, as my pick. Nice. I like that. You believe in Traylon Burks. I know you were a big fan of him last year, and I wasn't quite so high on him. But I think the hate has gone too far, um, and now I'm actually got to the point where I'm buying him in my league. So I like it. Mm. All right, Chew. Back to you for the 105. Well, I know it's not best ball, but why not make it a stack? Michael Pittman. There you go. 
Nice. And you, uh, no, no worries about Josh Downs cutting into his workload at all. I do like Josh Downs. I was pretty surprised at how far he ended up falling. And you know, I think it's kind of a, you know, him not having to be. You know, he could be the third fiddle in terms of. I do still think he's going to be behind Alec Pierce as well. But I think it's good that they all have defined roles in terms of Pittman and Pierce being able to work on the outside comfortably and Downs and working on the inside with Jelani Wood. So I think everyone knows their role, and they can all not kind of take take away from one another. Yeah, it's very underrated having receivers that play the right positions, not trying to put a guy in the slot that doesn't play slot or a guy that's play slot that wants to go outside. Um, yeah. I agree. That's a great way of doing it. All right, Josh, you got the 106 here. Yeah, so I just want to do a quick plug on Gerson's pick. I don't I'm, I'm fading Traylon Burks, and you can hear why if you tune in Saturday at 7.30. Ooh, I'm going for two. Uh, I like live it. Live network. He's a professional, so, folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been doing this a year now. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Dynasty here, it tells me to take Derrick Henry, but I'm going to take Travis Etienne. I'm not buying all the tank bigs being yeah. hot. Yeah. You know, I do like him, but I do think Travis Etienne is an elite back. So, give me Travis Etienne here. All right. And Brian's going to roll in his grave hearing that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right. So I'm up here at the 107. Um, on the board is still Derrick Henry. Damian Pierce is still there. Receiver's a little shaky. A um, couple guys that are okay there. I think I'm going to go ahead and just bite the bullet here and take one of the, the quarterbacks, and I'll take the rookie, C.J. Stroud. Um, you know, he is more of the traditional quarterback out of the three that got drafted high. Um, I think he is in a good system with a good coach that hopefully will be able to succeed there. You know, from my former 49ers uh, defensive coordinator, they're going to want to, you know, sort of control the ball in that offense and keep him from having to do too much. And I think he can grow into that. Uh, so I'll take CJ Stroud here at the 107. Gerson, you got the 108. For a second, I was like, you're not going to pick. Will Levis, are you? No. <laughs> no. I was like, wait, calm down, dude. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so, so right now, so like if they draft the way it's going, again, like I just said early on, I'm a, I believe in wide receivers. That's what I draft. Uh, I build through wide receivers, and then I, I build through running back as a win now team. I'm going to go with Derrick Henry. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, Derrick Henry was definitely on my list, and I would have taken him probably too. But, I mean, he... He is one of the guys that I think can buck the trend of the age because of how big yeah. and fast he is. Like he's just one of those guys that he's he's bruising the linebackers, not the other way around. So yeah, I like that pick. All right, Chu, you're back up here. Uh last pick in the first round. Let's see, you're so a last, last pick in the first round, sorry. Yes. And uh I'm I'm gonna not pick a Colt this time. It really hurts me not to do that. But uh <laughs> so I think I'll go with uh Christian Kirk. So I think he's the guy in Jacksonville. Ooh. I don't necessarily think it's Calvin Ridley. And, you know, I, I I don't think Calvin Ridley that we know from a couple of years ago is going to be there. And if he is, it's not going to be for very long. And Have I you not think... seen Twitter, bro? He's so big and buff. <laughs> he's so look, fast. He made it look so I mean, did you see, did he see his cell phone, the bet that he made on himself? <laughs> <laughs> I love Gerson's, uh, Gerson's sarcastic voice. It gets a little higher pitch than his regular voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree there too. I'm I'm uh, I'm higher on on Christian Kirk than I'm Calvin Ridley. Two years out of football, uh, new coach, new team, new system. You know, Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence had chemistry last year. You know, so did Evan Ingram and Zay Jones for that matter. So where Ridley fits in there in that offense will be a little bit uh, yeah. to to look for in the season. See how they fit that in. All right, Josh, your last pick in the first round here. You got the one ten. 
Okay. It might be my bias, but I do like Ridley more. I saw what he could do watching every Falcons game. And the fact that he wasn't out because of injury, I don't think he's – he might be, have a little bit of rust, but I think he'll shake it off. And I'm just – I think Christian Kirk's kind of a glorified uh, slot receiver. Oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm just going to leave on that note and say, give me Damian Pierce. <laughs> I really liked his tape coming out of Florida. Um, and I think even though Singletary's there, I think it's going to be a, like most backfields nowadays, a committee, but I think he's going to get most of goal line work. So uh, give me Damian Pierce here. Yeah. Too strong running back. I know if Ryan's still in the chat, he, uh, he, he loves Damian Pierce. He's a, he's a big fan of him this year. Um, I think it's funny how you just talked so good about Calvin Ridley. I'm like, I'm picking Damian Pierce. <laughs> I thought you built it up. Yet. Yeah, I'm just going to move on from that real quick. Don't push back. I don't need that. <laughs> All right, so I am up here with my last pick in the first round. Uh, and if I'm looking at this from a team-building perspective, um, I have my quarterback. I got my running back. I haven't got a receiver yet, but I'm willing to wait. I'm going to take the position scarcity, and I'm going to go with Evan Ingram here. Um, Finally had, well, I guess not finally because his rookie season was kind of a breakout year, but after that season, he's been sort of up and down. Uh, he had a great season last year, especially towards the end of the year last year. Him and Trevor Lawrence really hit it off, and they signed him to a contract. I think he's going to end up being huge for them this year. Um, so I'll take the the best of the tight ends, um, Mr. Evan Ingram here at the 111. Gerson, you got the back-to-backs here. Did I miss something? Is this tight end premium? It is not tight end premium, no. Oh, yeah. I'll be picked. Hey, Ryan, you're supposed to be on vacation. Like, go back on vacation, dude. Like, stop. <laughs> um, no, I mean, the fact that Ryan thinks ETN is a top five dynasty running back, I think he's probably drinking that whiskey very early, very, very late, late tonight. Um, uh, this is tough. I mean, it's it just the way I always build. Um, man. There's there's one player. I'm gonna go with Calvin be, Ridley. Yeah, I was gonna say that. That's the one that's player. That's easy I think, for me. Yeah, it's that, Calvin Ridley. I'm going back to wide receiver. I'm going to Calvin Ridley. He's younger than well, probably the next wide receiver is gonna be drafted. Um, but definitely Calvin Ridley. I I don't know. I don't want to say that I believe he'll be a top twelve wide receiver. I do think he'll be from obviously a top twenty four wide receiver. But sometimes I always say this: What have you done for me lately? Nothing, obviously. But look at the quarterback. Look at the system. Doug Peterson, very conservative. He wants to get his... If you look at Doug Peterson's system, he has his players, and these are the players that are going to get the volume. Very condensed. He didn't go out and trade a second-round pick, and I believe that second-round pick had a incentive. So, like, that second round, and then, like, it was like a fourth-rounder, right? That fourth-rounder can turn into something else or something like that? Yeah, to a third-rounder. I I can't remember exactly, but... I mean, Calvin Ridley, uh, for me, is very easy. But we'll see, man. I mean, flip the coin. The talent's definitely there, that's for sure. I mean, he definitely has the talent. We saw it in Atlanta. So, Gerson, you got the back-to-back. You got the, you got the 201 here as well. Well, then I'm going to go right back to the other wide receiver I would draft, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he just signed with the Tennessee Titan. I'm not going to say – I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to call out Calvin, uh, DeAndre Hopkins on this show. Dude. You go on a podcast and you do these little, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shake your head, and then you go and sign with the Tennessee Titans, dude. Probably one of the worst situations for quarterback, one of the worst offensive line, and then all of a sudden you expect to get the ball 130, 150 times, like the target, 
you're not going to get that because maybe who was the highest targeted wide receiver last year for the Titans? It's probably Traylon. No, not even Traylon Burks. Traylon. It was um, Bobby Trees. It might have been Westbrook. No, what? He only had. It, it might have been one of the tight ends for all we know. I mean, it could have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's Probably the way I put it. Awesome if he did that, I mean, like, dude, like, dude, you're high, man. But I mean, whatever. And then honestly, and I kept saying this back and forth. I'm like, money talks. Like the money he got. That's why I kept like when the when the odds went down to what a negative three hundred. I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna go there for the money. Money talks. I, these NFL players. I don't get. That's what I don't get. The difference between NBA and NFL players. They chase the money. NBA players, they chase ring. I'm like, dude, like, dude, like, Julio Jones went to Tampa Bay. He tried to chase the ring. Antonio Brown tried to chase the ring. Antonio Brown got his ring. He's a little psychotic, but yeah. (laughs) All right. I am up here at the 202, and I think this is where it starts to get a little bit dicey. Um, Wow, there's not a lot of good names left on this. I mean, there's some good, decent fantasy players. Don't get me wrong, but it's tough to know which way, which direction to go. I'll take the the I'll take Tank Bigsby. Um, at one point, you know, a couple of years ago, he was the Debbie 101 pick. You know, he was pretty hyped up. He, you know, didn't have a great season. Kind of came in a little bit to the league, a little bit down. But I do think that him and Travis Etienne will create a nice one-two punch. And in the NFL right now, it's all RBBCs. That's just you guys got to live with it. Um, both of them can be viable, so I'll take Tank Bigsby here at the uh, the two hundred two. Josh, you got the two hundred three. Yeah, so just on Gerson's point, Robert Woods was the uh, most targeted based on target share receiver at twenty percent. So that's pretty bad. And he was hurt, Um, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he it says on here he's played seventeen games, but I don't think he was one hundred percent for all of those. But it says he I'm getting paid. On. I'm gonna go out there and play. <laughs> yeah. Well, this song based on the 33rd edge uh, tool. Um. So, if we were in a superflex dynasty draft and these all players were here, I would pass over Chig for that very reason that now they have DeAndre Hopkins and there's already lack of targets for him. I'm gonna go Ryan Tannehill. It's an ugly pick, <clears throat> but I'm gonna get my second quarterback and. I don't think Will Levis is going to push him for his job because I think Will Levis is bad. But so I mean, he's a starting quarterback. I'll take him as uh, my super flex. Yeah, and super flex. Hopefully, as a QB three or four. But yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And super flex here, you got to take Ryan Hill. He's definitely a, he's a starting quarterback, and that's really what you want in super flex. And, and he just got a really good receiver and has a good tight end and Traylon. Yeah. So I mean, he has pretty good people to throw to yeah. and Derek Henry. So all right, you you yep. get the two hundred four here. Man, I haven't picked in so long, and everybody's gone at this point. So uh, this one's gonna hurt, but uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get my guy Dalton Schultz, who is, in perspective of how a Houston Texan can ball out, I think he's going to ball out being uh, CJ Stroud's safety blanket. Yeah. And kind of like we were thinking, who even led the Tennessee Titans in targets last year? I think it's gonna be a mishmash for Houston this year, but I think Stroud's mm-hmm. gonna gonna need his tight end as many rookie quarterbacks do. Yeah, I, I like Schultz a lot. I think he's in, he he might be the most targeted player in that in that offense. Um, because you know, he'll, he'll be on the field more than any, all the other receivers will be for sure. All right, Garrison, 205. Jeff, I'm just shocked. How is your favorite player in the NFL not on this list? <laughs> I know who you're talking you, about. <laughs> you only tell him every DFS show when he becomes the play. Yeah, when he, yeah, you know, when, when he's the starting <laughs> tight end for that team. He used to be a viable play, but not anymore. He's been replaced. I won't say it. You can say it, but 
Uh, I think at this point in the draft, you're going for upside, right? And whether it means that he's drinking beers with uh, that that guy, what's his name? Brett Curtis or something, the comedy comedian, or he's drinking with the barstool uh, crew, and then all of a sudden he said, it's my birthday, Will Levis. <laughs> I'm going with Will Levis. The videos he put, he getting on, I'm like, dude, like, you need to slow down, dude. Colin Cowherd's going to come after you. <laughs> but no, I'm going with Will Levis. I'm just going for upside. Um, super flex. That's the way you got to go. Yeah, I, I like it. At this point in the draft, the upside is definitely there. I took him. So he was a uh, ninth or 10th round ADP in the Scott Fishbowl, and I got him in round 20. Uh, at that point, I had to be like, okay. I saw that. Yeah, and I, I drafted like, him like five rounds earlier than you did. I was like, damn it. Yeah, I was like, 20? Sure, why not? I'll take my fourth QB right. in round 20. I'm like one of the biggest Will Levis haters. At round 20, you got to take a shot. Yeah, Something at that point. There, at that point. Well, now that I see the video that he drinks more than me, I'm like, <laughs> dude, like maybe we well, shouldn't he puts be drafting in his coffee too. That dropped him down his rankings. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. All right, I'm up here at the 206, and I'm looking at the board, and there's a couple okay names here, uh, but I think the one that has the most upside only because we haven't seen him on the field yet, and we just assume that he's going to end up being really good. Uh, he's been, he was highly touted coming out of college, and that's Mr. Josh Downs. Uh, I think he yeah, has. Let's he, go. He has. A, he, he when I when I watched him play, you know, I can I compared him to uh, Quentin Richardson. So I had the two of them sort of queued up at the same time. Quentin Richardson is a tall guy that plays small. Josh Downs is a small guy that plays big. Like when I watched his his highlights, Josh Downs, he was going up and in, in high point in the ball. Uh, he was bullying the DBs. I didn't realize how small he was until I went and looked up his stats. Then you watch QJ, and he's catching the ball at his chest. He's not high-pointing anything. He's playing like a little man. Um, but those two are almost like opposites for me. And Josh Downs, he just jumped out at me as a guy that you know that, that plays much bigger than he actually is. So I'll take Josh Downs here at the, uh, the 206. Josh, you're up at the 207 here. All right. Um, I really like that pick. I thought you were going somewhere else when you said – you know, someone highly touted we haven't seen play yet. And that's who I'm going to go with, uh, John Mechie. John Mechie. That's a good call. Yeah, second-round draft capital, going to be in a crowded room. But uh, just like his talent overall, even over Nico Collins, who I used to like, but we've seen him play. I think he's good, not great. But I think Mechie has a little bit more upside, and I'm going to take the shot on that. Nice. I think he's 100% healthy. He should have no rust. Nice. I like it. And correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not a college guy, but uh, T.J. Stroud was his quarterback in college, right? Is that accurate? I don't even know. I'm, he played for Alabama, so I don't... Well, maybe not. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't think so. Yeah, I think it was somebody else. I think it was either Mac Jones or... I think it was Mac Jones. Fair enough. I, I don't watch college. I just remember hearing something about someone playing for their, their uh, college quarterback. All right, Chew, 208. It gets uglier. Uh, let's see. Well, I don't have a running back, so why not get my guy, Tajay Spears? Uh, you know, at this point, we're left with guys that we kind of hope we'll play and we'll spell the uh the guy in front of them and uh spears he has those knee concerns which i think is more of the longevity in the second contract for him but i think when you look at what he can do right now i think he's he's elusive he's quick he's small but i don't think he's necessarily too small and i do think he's a nice yin to the yang of derrick henry and not really a good thing necessarily with hassan haskins those things happening negatively with him but i think it opens the door for spears to get plenty of run yeah, great call. And Ryan chimed in here. It was Bryce Young that it was. And I, I know where I heard that now. When we were doing our mock draft, Ryan mentioned that he, he wanted Bryce Young to go to the Houston and play with his uh, his receiver, John Mechie. That's where I remember it in my head. 
All right, Gerson, you are up at the 209. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chigo Conical. I mean, Chigo, I mean, very athletic. The only thing that worries me about him is, like, while he's very athletic, he's very short. He's only one inch taller than me. <laughs> so, as a tight end in the NFL, I'm like, damn, dude. I could have gone in the NFL, but then I realized how lazy I am. But <laughs> no, um, I love your athleticism. But the thing is, low volume offense kind of worries me a little bit. But Traylon uh, Burke, DeAndre Hopkins, Chigo, I mean, Brian Tannehill, just swing it, please, swing it. But I think at this point, tight ends are dried up. Every other position dried up. And I'm going for Chigo. Um, hopefully it works out because I think he. In this NFL day, you want tight ends that are athletic. Yeah, a good call. All right, so my last pick here in the draft, and the guy that Gerson was talking about earlier that's not on the sheet, I'll go ahead and mention his name now. I am not drafting him, uh, but that guy is Mo Alley-Cox, uh, <laughs> tight end for the Colts. Uh, in DFS, whenever he got, you know, he's getting the start, if one of the tight ends were injured, I'm like, dude, the dude is like six foot six, 250 or whatever he is, and he, he only needs one touchdown. Just one touchdown is all he ever needed to pay off his salary in DFS. So uh, it was one of my one of my favorite plays. Uh, but I'm not, I love you, Jeff. I'm sorry, dude. I love you, Jeff. You know that. But I'm not taking him. I'm going to take. Um, oh man, I guess I'll take I'll take Alec Pierce. Um, I liked him last year, and and as Chu mentioned earlier, he has a role in this offense. I think it's going to be more of a boom bust type role. He's more of a best ball player, probably. Uh, but he saw some flashes last year. Uh, you know, AR is going to kind of limit him a little bit in his rookie season with his with his ability to get the ball down the field. But uh, I like Alec Pierce as a as a long term uh, shot in the dark here. So give me Pierce with my last pick here. Josh, your last pick here. Uh, yeah, even though I've only drafted one receiver, I'm gonna take the best player on the board, Devin Singletary. Uh, absolutely brutal beat for him being on the Bills. One of the worst for fantasy at least offenses for a fantasy running back and he averages 4.7 yards a carry and i think he's really good and i think him and Damian pierce are going to be a really good one-two punch so i'll go Devin singletary i like it and jamie's in there like yo i thought you were a jelani woods guy i'm a jelani woods guy this year i was a only cost guy last year uh just for the couple times that he was able to be the starter on the field and and I, you know i think johnny woods is the guy for this year uh but i don't trust either of those tight ends really in, in fantasy right now all right, uh, Chu closes out here on the on pick two twelve. All right, well, uh, Mister Irrelevant, uh, you could argue a couple of these guys are already all that. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> Nico Collins. So all these guys, are the, are Ooh, the I depth, like that. They're the depth guys, but I mean, you know, you got Tank Dell coming in. He's not going to do a single thing to him. Robert Woods hopefully gets as many targets as he did in Tennessee last year. Supposedly <laughs> playing 17 games. I still can't believe that's possible. Uh, <laughs> no, so, so Nico Collins, you know, he's got a better quarterback. I will. I was, you know, the conductor of the Davis Mills train. I thought that was going to work out. It didn't. I accept it. Let's move on. All right. Great stuff. That wraps up the AFC South. Uh, going for two's personal league podcast, unfortunately, have sold out for 2023. We have sold literally every single day uh, and then some. I had to actually open up two Wednesdays to fit some more in there. However... Uh, if you order your POP for 2024, you can save 20% off by using the promo code EARLYBIRD24. So what is a personal league podcast? It is a one-hour live show dedicated to your league. Uh, we rank your teams from worst to first. Uh, we break each one of your teams down, giving you trade advice. Uh, if it's before the NFL draft, we'll give you, you drafting advice for your dynasty leagues. 
We point out strengths and weaknesses, give you ways to improve your team. Uh, if you visit goingfor2.com backslash PLP, use promo code EARLYBIRD24 to save 20% on a PLP for next season. Again, that's EARLYBIRD24, and for as low as $7 a person in the 12-man league. So if you just put it in your entry fee, divide it up by 12, it's like 7 bucks a person with the promo code. Uh, and we'll break down your league. We're actually doing one this Sunday night. If you want to tune in and see how it looks, uh, we're doing one Sunday night at 930. Uh, this guy is actually the guy we're doing this week. This is his third league that he's done this year. So he is one of our best customers. So uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, definitely do that. Again, the promo code is EarlyBird24. All right. So we're going to do our underdog pickums for this division. Let me go ahead and bring up our screen here. All right, so we got uh, three prop bets, and there's three of y'all. So you're going to vote uh, on which side of it you're taking. Uh, I'm not going to do a vote, but I'm going to be the one putting the money on it. So uh, we'll start with you, Chu, here. And the first one on the board is uh, Mr. Bryce Young, and it is a higher or lower in passing yards. His passing yards is 3,446.5. Where are you going here, higher or lower? I'm going to go higher, but I don't think it's going to be much higher. I think this line is right where it needs to be to really confuse some people. But, you know, I'm going to hope that it's not my blind belief in the Panthers because I've been pretty critical in the past, so I don't think it's blind necessarily. But I do think Bryce Young, uh, you know, with that coaching staff, you know, between the co- head coaches, coordinators, you know, some good quality weapons around him. Again, not not anyone incredibly explosive, you know, with, you know, Thielen and Chark and those guys. But I believe he's going to put him in the right spot. I think Young's going to have a, a strong rookie year. All right, fair enough. Josh, what do you got? Higher or lower? 346.5 passing yards. 3,446. Uh, give me the lower on this one. It's not against Bryce, but he's a rookie. I think they're going to – they signed Miles Sanders for a reason. I don't think it's going to be much lower, but I do – that's kind of a high line for a rookie quarterback, so I'm, I'm going to take the lower. All right, so Gershon, you get to be the tiebreaker here. Higher or lower, Bryce Young, 3,446 and a half. I'm going to go lower. Uh, I, I do agree. Um, I just, the, it, just the weapon arsenal he has, I, don't, I can't see it being that high of an upside ceiling. And, I mean, they brought Miles Sanders in. Um, I have to go lower. I, I, I just can't see it. The rookie quarterbacks don't have high upside for passing. I mean, the last quarterback that we've seen that, Surpassed like a great passing margin you know, was Justin Herbert, and he wasn't even drafted high, but he had a great offense. I don't think we can say this offense can match up the Chargers' offense. You know? Yeah, that's a good call. The weapons are going to definitely be a factor in this, and I, I, I think I'm with y'all. Um, even though I don't get a vote, uh, I would go lower as well. So we're going to go lower on the Bryce Young passing yards prop. Uh, these next two are what they call rivals. If you've never played underdog pickums, you get to do rivals. We get to pick two players. Uh, sometimes they'll have a, a handicap to one of the players, but both the ones I picked tonight do not have a handicap. So it is a straight up. Uh, and it is Jonathan Taylor rushing <laughs> touchdowns versus Mr. Bijan Robinson. And the caveat is rushing touchdowns. We think Bijan might catch a few as well. Uh, so we're just talking rushing touchdowns. And Josh, I'll go to you first on this one. Who do you got? Um, as a Falcons fan, I want to go Bijan, but my head's telling me to go uh, Jonathan Taylor just because I think the Falcons are going to be a pretty heavy committee. They got three pretty good backs. and They used Cordell Patterson in the red zone a lot last year, and I don't think he's going to get a ton of touches, so they might use him more there. 
I think that's going to play into it. So I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. All right, JT. Gerson, I know you love Jonathan Taylor, but you also love B. John Robinson. So I got this one as the Gerson special. Uh, who do you got with more rushing touchdowns this year, Taylor or Robinson? It breaks my heart to think it, but, you know, um, I'm going to go beat down, man. You don't draft them that high to not use them. And while people say Tyler Aguirre did this and did that, guess what, guys? Tyler Aguirre was what? A fourth rounder? You, you underestimate Arthur Smith, sir. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. Well, I know everybody says, oh, well, he doesn't know how to use his weapon. Dude, you spent the 107. Was it 107 or 108? What was it? It was too high. Top 10, I know it that. Was, it's too damn high. Um, I, 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 I love B. John Robinson. I think he'll have a higher upside. But the biggest reason is because the Colts drafted Anthony Richardson. He can take away from the red, like, he can take a lot of touchdowns away from him, Jonathan Taylor. And the other thing is, Jonathan Taylor, like, great player, obviously. But how much workload is he going to get taken away from him with Anthony Richardson there? Yeah. That's a great offensive line they have there. I mean, everybody loved Nelson, but I'm going back to B. John Robinson's workload talks. All right, good stuff. Q, you get to be the tiebreaker here. JT or Bijan for you? You know what? I went into this not thinking I would have gone this way, but it's Bijan for me. You know, the sheer volume of that offense, it's not going to go anywhere. And, you know, my man. I, I don't think many people thought Ezier was going to do what he did. I, I was big at uh, him coming out of BYU. Again, I also still didn't think he was going to do what he did, but. The volume doesn't lie, and I think you know Bijan's gonna have the best opportunity. The weird, the caveat is the rushing touchdowns that does make it very close, but I think Bijan's got it. All right, I like it. All right, last one here. Two guys that we just took in our in our draft here in the AFC South, and uh, Gerson will go to you first on this one. Receiving touchdowns: Traylon Burks or Christian Kirk? <laughs> Another <laughs> tough one. Traylon Burks. I'm gonna go trail on Burke, man. Um, I just, I just think there's less weapon on a Titan than there is on a Jaguar. You think about it on a Jaguar, they have Calvin Ridley, they have Dave Jones, who was forgotten all of a sudden, uh, and then they got uh, Evan well, Ingram, Christian Kirk, you know, and Evan Ingram, and then Travis Etienne, also a pass catching running back. Like, I mean. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is gonna like spread it. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is gonna really spread it. He's just gonna look for those wide receivers or Derrick Henry. Uh, we hope he goes for Shig, but I just I, I think I, I call Traylon Burks on this for sure. Traylon Burks, put your money where your mouth is because you drafted him a lot higher than I thought he would get drafted in our last draft. So I like it. Yep. All right, Chu, what you got? Traylon Burks, Christian Kirk, more receiving touchdowns. Honestly, for me, it, it wasn't too close. It's Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, just I, I think the uh, Hopkins joint Tennessee, I think, really tremendously hinders uh, Burks' upside. I know the concern is also targets, but, you know, I think Burks is still going to get a solid amount of targets, but the touchdown upside is definitely severely limited. And again, I understand Calvin Ridley uh, is coming into the fold. You still have Zay Jones and Evan Ingram there, but, you know, I think Kirk had, I want to say, seven or eight touchdowns last season, and I do think it will be fewer, but not tremendously fewer. All right. Good stuff. So I, I picked the right order here because this is another tiebreaker. Josh, you get to be the tiebreaker here. Traylon Burks, Christian Kirk, more receiving touchdowns. Uh, 
this one is kind of hard. It wouldn't have been as hard before the DeAndre Hopkins signing. I definitely would have went Burks. Um, I still think I'm going to... No, I'm going Kirk. They have Derrick Henry. If they're even close, they're going to hand it off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Christian Kirk fan, but I, I... you know, Ingram's not a huge red zone target. Zay Jones did get some touchdowns, and I don't think Ridley's – I mean, he's a really good route runner, but he's also a little undersized, even though Twitter says otherwise. So, we go Christian Kirk. All right, so Christian Kirk it is. So, we went lower on the Bryce Young receiving yards. Uh, we went B. B. John Robinson over Jonathan Taylor in rushing touchdowns, and Christian Kirk over Traylon Burks for receiving touchdowns. I'll put my $5 on it. Uh, if I lose, guys, you're not invited back to the show. <laughs> Just kidding. Unless right. it was a Jonathan Taylor one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I got to make sure to give my location here so they can prove that I'm actually legal. All right. Bet has been placed. All right. Let's jump into our NFC South mock. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right, same format as last time. Super flex. Uh, we're gonna go round robin. Pick the pick, pick the guys from the NFC South. And uh, Josh, you got the one on one this time. Okay, so regardless of what I just said, um, I, I do have Bijan <laughs> ranked higher than Jonathan Taylor in dynasty overall for his receiving upside. So I'm gonna take Bijan Robinson. I think it's a pretty easy one on one pick here, even in super flex. Yeah, his quarterbacks uh, are a little sketch. Yeah, so, yeah, just give me Bijan. I'll be good. All right. Uh, Chu, you got the 102. Yes, so Bijan off the board uh, makes it a bit easier there. Uh, So now it's really figuring out is it quarterback or or otherwise. And I'm going to go Bryce Young. You know, it's it's super flex. It's a quarterback. Bijan's gone. Simple as that. Yeah, that's definitely where I'd be gone to. And he's young. You know, this is dynasty we're drafting for. So uh, should have a long career there. Gerson, are you happy now? You got the the third pick here, the one hundred three. I'm I'm last. No, in not really. I want to be number one because I want to pick B. John. How dare you, dude? Um, no, uh, I think I'm gonna go pretty much wide receiver. We're going back to the wide receiver. Well, um, I'm gonna go Chris Olave. Um, you know, he basically had a really great rookie season last year. But what people don't realize is like. Olave, in a system that he's in right now, you have Derek Carr coming in. There's no way he's going to do any worse, but he can only, his ceiling is as high as he wants it. But sometimes I always say this why do you see what like Chris Olave also depend on law, a lot, a lot on the quarterback they have? Derek Carr, as a Raiders fan, Sad. I'm sorry, guys. I'm a Raider <laughs> fan. Sorry. He hype. How do you say it? hyper hyper like hyper target his target, and that's it. Like you really think about Devontae Adam. Um, so many ways. Dan Waller. We go on the list. Just Derek Carr. Everybody always said he was born because he never threw downfield. Right. Well, he has to throw downfield because it's the offense he runs with Chris Olave. It's easy for me. He's going to get pepper target with so many targets. Um, and, and, and he right now, he's ranked at least as a top 12 wide receiver yep. in Dynasty. Yep. I think I have him at number seven, I believe, on my ranking. Yeah, I like it. And that's who I would have gone with there at the third pick if yeah, I had I have him. Yeah, Chris Olave uh, with Derek Carr. Like you mentioned, Derek Carr 
he focuses on one guy. I mean, even going back to the days of Amari Cooper, when he just threw the ball to Amari Cooper, and you know, when they first came mm-hmm. into the league, and he just that's what he does. So I, I think Chris Olave is going to be that guy. He's going to get a shit ton of targets, and I think he's going to be awesome. All right. He also he also just showed really good ability to stretch the field. He came out of college thinking he'd be a short to mid route, but he faced mm-hmm. the league for the first like six seven weeks in like air yards per route run. So. Yep. I think he shows he can do everything. Yeah, I gave a stat on our DFS show uh, the week. Uh, I forget what it was. There was one week that, you know, that uh, Ty- uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle went bonkers with Tua. Uh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they had all those crazy air yards. But uh, at that point in the season, Chris Olave was still averaging more air yards than both of them because he was yep. just getting <laughs> targeted downfield like crazy. And that's with Andy Dalton. So Exactly. Derek Carr is better than Andy Dalton for sure. All right, so I'm up at the 104 here, and it's kind of crazy to me because I, I have a feeling that whoever I take here, that uh, let's see, Josh is next, right? I think he's going to take the other guy on this team. There's three players on this team that we all expect to do good in fantasy, but we don't expect the team to do good, so I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, but I'll take Kyle Pitts here at the uh, the 104. Uh, there's another guy on the board that I, I think Josh will take next. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but no, you're uh, right. Kyle Pitts is my, my pick here at the 104. And Josh, go ahead and take the other guy on that team as well. Yeah, these these are the next two I had. I'm going to take Drake London. Both of them, I think, are going to be target hogs in a low passing volume. But I don't think it's going to be quite as low as people think. Ritter showed pretty good ability and showed good connection with London. So I'll take Drake London. Yeah, so we've got five picks in and three of them are from the Falcons. Uh, it's, it's, hey, a, uh, it's, it's a good problem to have, I guess. All right, Chew, you're up here at not, the 106. Not when you want Caleb Williams. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Say, so, well, uh, there's one team. Don't worry, team. dude. I won't draft Desmond Ritter because I'm the biggest hater of Desmond Ritter. <laughs> I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I'll go ahead and just snag Chris Godwin. You know, it's uh, he is still young enough. And yeah, I do believe even with Baker Mayfield, I do believe. They're going to be throwing a tremendous amount. I don't believe in Rashad White necessarily. I really think it's they're going to need to do everything they possibly can. And again, I've said it a number of times. This is the worst division in football at best, the second worst, if that means oh, yeah. that the AFC South is the worst. Yeah. Uh, so Chris Godwin will get his. He's healthy from his knee injury. He's good to go. All right. Gerson, you got the 107 here. Damn, dude. How shocked you went that way. Uh, I'm going to go Rashad White, man. Uh, Rashad White. I mean, he's basically the bell cow running back there. I know people don't want to think that he's a bell cow running back, but I think he had one of the highest efficiency as a wide receiver, running back, like a pass-catching running back, and his, his running metrics weren't bad at all. But, I mean, they're going to have to rely on him. They haven't signed anybody in the backfield, anything like that. I mean, his backup running back, nobody cares about him. Nobody cares about him. And I believe they drafted him in the third round last year. Third round, yeah, I think mm-hmm. he's a third round pick. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Rashad White. I I'm actually a big Rashad White fan too, and it kind of sucked because I have him in so many leagues that I was hoping for the best. I was like Tom Brady, play one more year. Oh, that guy's retired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, I'm up at the 108, and uh, Gerson made my pick fairly easy because I would have probably picked between these two, Rashad White, or I'll take Mr. Miles Sanders, who I loved coming out of college. I was huge on him. Uh, Eagles never quite used him right. He had some health issues as well. But he goes to a team that I think was either one or number two in total rushing attempts by running backs last year. 
so if they continue that sort of pace and he can stay healthy, I think Sanders has got a huge upside this year. So uh, I'll take Sanders here at the 108. Josh, you got the 109. Um, yeah, I'm going to take a quarterback here. I'm going to take Derek Carr. I think he's got really good weapons. He's been top 10 in QBR the past three or four years, even though the Raiders have not been good. So I don't think it's all his fault. I think there's a lot of stuff going on. I think he's going to have a really good year. As much as I hate the Saints, they're going to have a pretty good offense this year. Yeah, they got the, all the pieces there, that's for sure. All right, Chew, your last pick here in the first round, the 110. Well, uh, why not go with the same team? And I got the other guy. So I do believe that Mike Evans is going to get that eighth consecutive 1,000-yard season. It's going to be by a hair, but I think he's got it. So Mike Evans, the touchdown hog. Yeah, it's crazy to think people are like down on him, like, oh, Brady retired. He's not going to be that good. Like, you realize he did that before Brady got there, right? Like, did he's Mike still, Glennon, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Mike Glennon. I mean, there's just a host of bad quarterbacks, and he's always <laughs> done it. So um, I am, I'm one of those guys that love Mike Evans. So, yeah, good call. Uh, love Gerson, is understated, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Love is understated. Yeah. I think Mike Evans loved it. Yeah, yeah. He he makes fun of me all the time because I love me some Mike Evans. And I love Jameis Winston when he was there when they were, you know, throwing <laughs> fifty million <laughs> touchdowns. Oh, guys. oh my goodness. <laughs> Let's not get started, Carson. Go ahead. One eleven. Don't get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> my turn? It's your turn. You got the one eleven. Oh boy. All right, so one eleven. Um definitely not taking Desmond Ritter, I know that. I hate Desmond Ritter because people, I would take Baker Mayfield before Desmond Ritter. That's the way I put it. Um, dang, this is hard. He's to say Desmond I, I, Ritter. I'm gonna do it. Hey, this is where it drops off so ugly. Yep, so ugly. But I think an ROI, like return on investment. I'm gonna go Alvin tomorrow because mm. I believe. In a dynasty league, sometimes you got to invest. Sometimes you got to invest that Alvin Kamara is getting drafted in the 12th, 10th round in dynasty startup. And now we see everything he did. He's going to get like a four game suspension. After that, you're going to get at least, what, 15 points per game? At least. We hope. So I'm going to go Alvin Kamara here. I like it. A great pick. All right, so I got the back-to-back here, and I am going to pull the cord on a quarterback, and I'm going to take Desmond Ritter. I know Gerson just went on and on about how much he hated Desmond Ritter, and I can't say that I'm like a huge supporter of Desmond Ritter, but in this division, quarterbacks are quite ugly, and he has, I think, the most upside. We've seen what Baker Mayfield can do. Uh, I don't trust him. That offense is also not going to be very good, so... Uh, Jameis Winston's there as a backup to Derek Carr. I doubt he sees the field unless there's an injury. And Kyle Trask has been there for a while and hasn't even touched the field yet. So uh, I'll take the one guy that's going to be playing at least some snaps this year, uh, Mr. Desmond Ritter. And then uh, on the back-to-back, I get the 201. And I am going to take... Ooh, who do I go with? It's just ugly. Fast. So, so ugly right now. It is nah, so there's ugly. still some good players out there. There's some good shot in the dark. You know what? I'll take the uh, I'll take Mr. Uh, what, what we say before the podcast. His ankle retired, but his body's still trying to play. Uh, I'll take Michael Thomas. <laughs> Michael Thomas is who I'll take here. His upside is still there. We, we saw it. He you know he hasn't played in two years, but you know what? If I can capture even a, a part of that, 
uh, with some health, then maybe I can get some decent stuff out of Michael Thomas. So I'll take him on the back-to-back. Gerson, back to you at the 202. Oh, if I still there for Michael Thomas, are you going to put like the standard Bullock? <laughs> uh, blindfold. Yeah, pretty like much. That one, pretty you much. Know. Uh, I'm gonna go with my boy, man. It's like I'm high on him. I've drafted him at least in the first. I and it, okay, you guys can hate. You can hate all you want. I've been drafting him in the first round. Jonathan Mingo. Oh, I was. That's not where I was looking. I thought you were going Kendry Miller. Jonathan Mingo in the first. I'm going Jonathan Mingo. Um, I believe his size, his speed. Um. He, it's just the way I always put it. It's like this. Oh, well, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, all this. I don't, I don't, it's not that. I watched the film. I look at his size. And um, honestly, shout out to T. Smith Jr. If you ever want to come on a podcast, you can come on here. You can talk about Jonathan Mingo with me and Jeff, all of us at the Going For Two family. Like, come on, dude. Awesome. Um, I believe, I, I honestly believe Jonathan Mingo could be one of the biggest deals in this year's rookie draft. Yeah. And I have him and, and Jeff knows it. I'm a portfolio player. I have him in like, in, out of all my leagues in nine rookie draft. Yeah. So He's a good yeah, one. And, Give me go. you're right. I mean, Steve Smith put him on the map when he put him on his podcast and, and Steve Smith, when he talks about receivers, he knows his stuff. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever seen that famous clip where uh, a bunch of, uh, National radio host are yeah are bashing him for his Cooper Cup call and, and now he's having the last laugh here because it obviously oh, Cooper yeah. Cup has been great. All right, Chu, back to you at the two oh three. Well, I got my two wide receivers. I guess I'll look at a running back and I guess while uh Dynasty would tell me to draft Kendra Miller, I'm actually gonna go Jamal Williams. For some reason, I get the feeling this is the Mark Ingram Alvin Kamara days. This is the you got the Thunder and Lightning type thing. I think Jamal Williams coming off of a seventeen touchdown season. I don't think he's going to replicate that, but I think he's going to get plenty of run. Yeah, I like that. Being fucking to the seventeen touchdown. Woo! Yeah, great value there. Hundred, yeah, that's great for sure. All right, Josh, you got the uh, two or four. All right. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with the upside pick that I've been drafting a lot. Uh, one of my most rostered players, Rashid Shahid. Nice, I like him. Um, you know, he showed really good down the field threats and in only 28 receptions, he almost had 500 yards and two touchdowns and not just running down the field. He showed really good yards at the catchability. It's kind of underrated. So I think he's going to be the number two receiver, even with Michael Thomas there. Yeah, that's a good call. I like him a lot. He was uh, one of my sick calls last year on our DFS show. We do a mm-hmm. sick call of the, of the week each week. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he was one of my guys and caught a long touchdown. So, uh, I got a special place for Mr. Rashid Shahid for for sure. All right, so I'm up at the 205, and I will pull the trigger on the guy we've mentioned now twice on the show already, Mr. Kendry Miller. Uh, if Alvin Kamara sees a suspension and if Jamal Williams has a recession on those touchdowns, it's Kendry Miller's show. Uh, I think he's been put on the pup list, I believe, for preseason pup, if I'm not mistaken. So got to yeah. watch that injury. I don't know what the injury is, if he'll be ready for the season or not. But uh, Kendry Miller in Dynasty is the guy that I'm looking at in a lot of my drafts as well. Gerson, 206. It's gotten ugly for the last seven picks. But um, I think I'm going to go with uh, it's not a tight end premium league at all. I'm going to go with Juwan Johnson. Uh, Juwan, a man, as I always say on the DFS show. 
Um, Juwan Johnson, I mean, this guy, hyper-athletic tight end. Uh, he's like a pass-catching tight end for sure. And, well, uh, what's his name? Adam Troutman's out. He's going to be the main focus. I just, that's the way I, I, I just know for sure it's Darren Waller with a top five tight end for Derek Carr. Juwan Johnson's going to provide you some good value. Yep. For sure. And I think he's one of the most, I think there's, there's three tight ends I'm drafting for sure as undervalue. It's Juwan Johnson, Jelani Wood, and oh, dang it, Irv, I, I think I on the third one. What's that? Irv Smith. Irv Smith. Yeah, Irv, well, Irv Smith's a good one for sure. But yeah, I'll, I'll give those three guys, but for sure, Juwan Johnson, I mean, I think for him, the way you're going to get him in what? 14, 15, 16th round in a startup? Maybe even later, a lot later. But that's for sure him. Hey, shout out to Fata Murillo. Where to beat cancer, bro. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Where are we at? Um, Chu, we're at you at the 207. I mean, everybody's looking so good at this point. Uh, I'll go back to the wide receiver well and one of the guys who may or may not lead the team, uh, his position group for his team in targets, and that'd be DJ Chark. He's one guy who he really just has not been able to put it together with injury, and I know the common theme would be that's probably just going to continue, and it may. Uh, but at this point in the mock draft, I'm perfectly okay getting a, an outside threat like DJ Chark, and hopefully he becomes uh, Bryce Young go-to guy. Nice. I like that pick there. Josh, 208, man. I don't even know where you're going to go at this point. <laughs> oh, I do. Uh, especially owning Bijan. I think he's one of the better handcuffs in, um, me. in fantasy. And he, I had him ranked a lot higher than most people last year coming out. Even though Cordell was there, he reached 1,000 yards as the second option in that offense. So I'm going to go Tyler Algier. I think he has standalone value even without Bijan being hurt. Uh, I think they're hopefully going to learn from Pittsburgh and not run Bijan into the ground like they did Najee, especially when you got some other guys there. So I think they're kind of going to ease Bijan into it, although I don't think that's going to hurt his production. But Yeah, I think that's we talked about earlier about there always being a one-two punch in today's NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you're running the ball as much as the Falcons run the ball, both guys yep. can be viable in fantasy. So I yep, like it. Exactly. All right, so you definitely sniped me. That's where I would have gone. Um, but I will stick with the running backs here, and I'll go with the guy that was undrafted uh, in the NFL draft, signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the backup to Rashad White. Uh, I'll take Sean Tucker, who would have gone higher if not for health re- reasons. Uh, there's a little bit of concern over what those health reasons actually are. Uh, you know, we heard some people say it's his heart, and, you know, is he fully healthy and ready to go? But he signed with the team, which means he went through the medicals, and they, they, they cleared him. Um, so I will take a chance on Sean Tucker and that, you know, he's got an opportunity there behind Rashad White. If Rashad White falls flat on his face, Sean Tucker's probably the next guy up. Gerson, you got the 210. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Like, he, he's the only pick on the sheet that I actually make an investment yeah. on. And that's freaking sad, dude. That's sad. Nah, Baker Mayfield. Uh, super Frex. You got to take them at one point or another. Yep. I mean, you, you you go with the alcoholic Baker Mayfield, or you go with the finger licking win, Jamie Winston. <laughs> no. no, I'm going Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm I think a lot of people like Tom Brady retires. All of a sudden, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers suck. They still have a pretty good team. One player doesn't mean the world, right? But 
Uh, apparently, it might. But I'm going to Baker Mayfield in a fantasy draft like this, Dynasty. I'm going to take a gamble on it. Everybody else on the on the draft board doesn't make any sense for me. Yeah, good call. And uh, Baker Mayfield is is how Gerson uh, put himself on the map originally. Uh, we did an NFL mock draft the year that Baker Mayfield came out. And a month before the draft, nobody had Baker Mayfield 101. Gerson took Baker Mayfield 101 in our mock draft. And we were killed, absolutely killed in Twitter, oh, was, Twitter comments. People that, we, it, people that we talked about, talked <laughs> to in chats were like roasting us like, y'all don't know shit about football, blah, blah, blah. You'd be damned if when he got drafted 101, I went back and quote tweeted all of those tweets. Like, there you go. It happened. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, uh, Chu, this is your last pick here at the 211. Well, I could be contrarian and pick my guy A.T. Perry just because, but uh, I'm going to make a real pick here, and I'm going to go Chuba Hubbard. Uh, he's had a steady role thus far, and I do think he does have you know the requisite size and speed, and I think him kind of refining his skill set of you know get, getting some targets here and there and being able to work behind Deonta Foreman, and especially when CMC left, uh, I do think he'd be a very good uh back up to Miles Sanders, but I know Miles Sanders is fairly limited in terms of what he does, and that's not a bad thing, because I think they can both complement each other very well, so Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, I like that call, because for sure they can definitely complement each other, and Miles Sanders has some health issues. We saw it in Philly, so if for any reason he goes out, Chuba's going to step in. All right, Josh, close us out here on our uh, NFC South mock draft. All right, you know, I got some really good options here, so I'm having a really hard time uh, picking between these guys. Um, <laughs> Josh is in a different mock draft apparently. I, I, don't, say, dude. I don't see anybody on this list. <laughs> no, we're not looking at the retired Hall of Famer guys that we were looking yeah. at. Right yeah. yeah, oh, wrong sheet. Um, Adrian James is on the board. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go Terrace Marshall here. He he helped me win a league by helping me win a playoff game that he did really good in. He's not great. Like his reception perception sheet isn't good. He's not super good at route running, but he finds a way usually to get the ball and do pretty good. And the like pretty that. pickings here. Yeah. But I do want to say, I'm not going to be surprised if Kyle Trask uh, starts just as many, if not more, games in Baker this year. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely possible because, so, I mean, Baker. He's looked better in the camp based on reports, and I just i am not a Baker Mayfield fan. So fair enough. All right. Some of the guys left on the board here Russell Gage, Mac Hollins, uh, Foster Monroe, Cade Otten, uh, Jameis Winston still on the board. Uh yeah, that's not a very good uh good good draft there. Not not so many guys. I don't know what Josh is looking at because <laughs> Terrence Marshall is probably the one I would take him too. I think he has the most upside. Uh, but yeah, that was a pretty ugly uh ugly mock draft. I think as you mentioned earlier too, you know these teams are probably gonna be f- battling it out for for worst division in football. Um, but you know we still mock draft. We got a good good mock draft for both of these. Uh, and uh, that wraps the podcast up. So uh, I appreciate everybody coming on. Gerson, thanks for coming on and co-hosting, filling in nicely for Ryan. Um, and Chu, uh, you were on just not that long ago, right? About oh, my God. My back hurt. <laughs> my back hurt for carrying Ryan so long. <laughs> for one hour. Oh, my goodness. You'll be doing, I, I might need some whiskey. You'll be doing it again next week. Uh, and, yeah, Chu, you were on like, about a month ago, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good stuff. Good, good to get you back on. Um, let's go around the room real quick and uh, give us your Twitter handle one more time and uh, plug anything you wanted to plug. We'll go to you first, Josh. Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Rotonaut, R-O-T-O-N-A-U-T. Um, you can find all my Dynasty rankings and any articles I write on goingfor2.com. And check me and Brian out uh, on Saturday nights at 730. 
Good stuff. Chew. Uh, check me out on Twitter at Father Dynasty, and I've got my uh, YouTube channel, the Father Dynasty Podcast, but you can just look up Father Dynasty. I had an episode just dropped this morning, uh, and also got my articles and Dynasty rankings over at Going for Two also. Good stuff. And Gerson? You can find me at Fantasy GFS, um, basically on the Friday show for DFS, and then the Sunday show for basically recap, or no, not recap, uh, like basically the DFS preview for what we have in the month, Sunday, Sunday show. And then basically the fantasy show after what they, uh, they, uh, they answer all the questions and everything. But those are two times you can find me. But Ryan, thank you for all the weird keys on your vacation, <laughs> dude. No, I'm kidding. Much love, Ryan. I love you, man. All right. As always, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77. Uh, the only thing I really want to plug is once again, our discord. Um, we just went through a major overhaul. It is now more forum based. Um, so it's kind of cool. You can post your questions on there and they will stay on there where they won't get lost in the sauce, so to speak, in the chat rolls. Uh, so come check us out. You can find the, the link uh, in my Twitter profile uh, or you can go to going for in the bottom right hand corner is a little icon there for, for discord. Uh, we have about a thousand, a little over a thousand people in there now, and it's been it's been popping. Uh, Scott Fishbowl helped out quite a bit, but it's still been kind of uh, going strong here. So if you got questions, you want to jump in there and and, and uh, participate in the Discord, we'd appreciate it. Um, that's it, guys. That's a wrap. So for Josh, for Chu, for Gerson, uh, I'm Jeff, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace.